0: Hello, this is Gihan Pereira, and welcome to the last social media forum for the year. So this is an opportunity for you to share your ideas, to ask your questions, to share whatever insights you've got about social media. And uh, this is this is a forum, so rather than me be the presenter, uh, this is an opportunity for everyone to take part and to ask questions or share your share your experiences. I know there are a couple of people who are here for the first time, so let me briefly go through uh, some simple rules of engagement. But they are pretty simple because it is pretty much an open forum where you can participate in any way that you like so broadly this is a chance for you to share your questions if you've got any questions about uh, social media then please feel free to, to raise them and also if you've got any answers or you want to share what you know about social media then please do that as well and uh, feel free to answer other people's questions there's no uh, it doesn't matter how much experience you've got with uh, with social media there's there's no necessary Free qualification that says I'm more qualified than anybody else to answer questions uh, or to to make contributions in this forum. Uh, I am recording this, so be just be a bit careful about what you say. It's a self censor, and it's not only the people who are live in this webinar, but also the people who'll be listening to the recording. And just remember, we're all equals here, so that there's no there's no need to feel uh, worried or concerned because you might be new with something. Uh, in fact, some of the best insights that we've got are from people who have just started something and done something new for the first time, and other people have got a lot of value from that. Uh, the recording of this is available; is going to be available under Creative Commons license, which means that you can uh, publish this to my blog, uh, so it will be published to gihanperera.info uh, within the next 24 hours. In fact, I want to get it done in the next couple of hours, if the recording works out OK and, and I can do that quickly and and when you when you see it on the blog you're welcome to download the mp3 file and do with uh, do with it whatever you wish so what i do is every time i run the social media forum I take the MP3 file and publish it to my, uh, my regular radio show, The Expert Gold Podcast. So if you're listening to this on The Expert Gold Podcast, uh, hello to you. Uh, and that just becomes something that goes out to my, to my listeners on, on The Expert Gold Show. If you want to give people a nice little Christmas gift, if you want to send it to some of your clients, by all means burn it to a CD and send it out to your top clients or publish it to your blog or your website or include it in your membership site. The Creative Commons license means that you've got permission to do that as long as you don't change it, don't charge money for it and you just attribute the source. okay so those are the, the basic rules of engagement just want to tell you just give you a little bit of the idea of the scope of social media social media and of what we're going to talk about in this forum. So if you think about your whole internet footprint as a solar system, what most people think of as social media are the things like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google+, Plus, and occasionally even they think about taking part in other online communities. Uh, and then there's a website right in the middle, which is the, the hub of your, or the sun of your solar system, the hub of your internet uh, presence. But I want to make sure that when we when we talk about social media today feel free to talk about some of the inner planets as well this is where you're publishing information and some people don't think of this as social media but I want to make sure that the scope of today's webinar does include that as well so think about things like your blog your email newsletter your um, radio show or podcast, you see the audio newsletter, your video channel, um, if you're publishing special reports or ebooks that you're giving away free, then that's okay to include all of that or you're publishing articles. Uh, that's okay to include questions or, or sharing ideas about all of that in today's webinar. Uh, so I just want to set the scope, and uh, if you want to participate, there are two ways you can do it. You can either type questions in the question box, and I'll read that out on your behalf. Um, the way I prefer you do it, if you've got a microphone is to microphone and headset, is just to raise your hand in the control panel, and I'll turn your microphone on and bring you into the conversation, because this is very much uh, the opportunity for you to have a conversation. So with that, with the preliminaries out of the way, let's get going. So if anyone has a question or any contribution that they'd like to make, just raise your hand in the control panel or uh, type a question in the question box, and I'll be happy to to bring you into the conversation. Okay, Jenny, I can see that you've got your hand raised, so let me turn your mic on first. Hi. Hi, hi, Jenny, how are you going?
1: Good, good. It's some A nice warm day in sunny Auckland.
0: I bet it's not as warm as it is here in Perth. It's just going to be 36 degrees today. Not.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow, no, I don't. Yes, we don't need that. 24. 24 Great. and we're happy. So, so the thing I've been pondering on in the last couple of days, and I missed the intro, so hopefully I'm talking about the right topic, um, is the process of making those sleeker linkages between... Uh, blogs, newsletters, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter and was observing this morning when somebody was showing me how to do something that that I haven't got a clear sense of when you effectively have to set up to push something out and when you have to set the software up to effectively pull something in so for example to link WordPress and LinkedIn I had to go to LinkedIn, LinkedIn to effectively pull it in, whereas for other functionality you had to go to WordPress and push it out. So I wondered yeah. if there was any clear explanation, some people might not know what the hell I'm talking about, but you know, is there some clear logic you can follow to work out which direction you should be going in?
0: Yeah, right, so so uh, just if I can rephrase some of that a little bit, Jenny, just so I understand as well. So, for example, you might publish a blog post and then you want it to appear on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, um, the thought leaders website and other places like that and you're wondering what mechanisms to use to do that. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And how to do it sufficiently cleanly and simply so it's fast to do.
0: Yep. Okay. Um, okay, so does anyone have any comments about how they're doing that? And it sounds like from what Jenny's saying, she's using WordPress which is a fantastic blogging platform for publishing a blog post, how do you automate or, it doesn't even have to be automate, how do you get the stuff out onto those other social media platforms? Does anyone have any comments about that? Uh, particularly if you're using WordPress, but even if you're not. Okay, so Jenny, I'll share what I do. Uh, I don't use WordPress, but that doesn't matter, because um, I use Blogger, but any blog platform that you're using has a thing called an RSS feed, and that's that's what I use to get my stuff out onto other platforms. So the the RSS thing, you, you see the little orange icon, um, and most blogs should have that, so you have a link to to link to link the RSS feed, which is how people subscribe to it. So I'll explain what I do, Jenny, and then you can, if you want to ask me other questions, or other people want to jump in with what they do, then feel free to do that. So, yep, I've, I have my blog published to, to bl- through Blogger, and I use, so Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook are the three, and, and say Thought Leader Central and other Ning websites. They're the four places that I publish to automatically. And I use a free service called Twitter Feed, so Twitter Feed, F-W-E-D, TwitterFeed.com will automatically um, publish my blog posts to Twitter and Facebook So every time I publish a blog post, Twitter feed, I think I've set it up to every hour, check for anything new on my blog, and if it finds it, it'll publish it to Twitter and then to my Facebook business page. Uh, And that's easy, you just sign up in 10 minutes, you can have it up and running. You just give your blog address and you give it to your logins to Twitter and Facebook and it'll automate that. With LinkedIn, LinkedIn allows me to post my tweets automatically to my LinkedIn up to my LinkedIn status, so because Twitter feed is sending it out to Twitter, then I've linked LinkedIn to Twitter as well, so that I've then got it out on LinkedIn as well. Um, with the things like the Ning communities, like Thought Leader Central, Jenny, you and I are both members, uh, the way that they've set up the Thought Leaders website, you're allowed to have a, an RSS feed in there, and so I just put my blog feed in there, which means that when people go to my my profile on Thought Leader Central, it automatically has my blog posts appearing. Um, on that on that page as well. So, Google Plus. Uh, just before I finish off on the social media things, Google Plus doesn't allow you to automate. Uh, even though they've opened it, opened up Google Plus to some developers, so they can do some um, get some access to Google Plus. They don't allow you to write stuff to Google Plus. So you have to do that manually. So the way I do it is I I do it manually. When I feel like posting something to Google Plus, I will do that. Uh, but those are the other four. So Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and communities. That's how I do it, Jenny. Do you have any questions about that, or does anyone else have any questions or comments on how they do it? Jenny, you, you might want to go first.
1: Uh, yes, the, the RSS, the little orange symbol, is that something that will automatically appear on a blog structure, or is it sort of, the, is, does that count as a widget that you have to go and get to stick on the blog, or will it be there automatically?
0: Yeah, if you're doing, it's uh, the to put the icon on there, you've got to find a, a, a widget or a plugin. but if you, do a, if you do a Google search, because I can't remember the exact way you do this in WordPress, but I do have uh, WordPress uh, sites that do this, let's see, Jenny, I've got one which is for the book that we've, my friend Chris and I have just published, we created a website for it, and that does have, it's done on WordPress, and that does have an RSS feed attached to it. So for the, if you can see this on the screen for the people who aren't just listening to the audio, um, yeah, so there's a link here to the RSS feed, and that's the, that's the address, Jenny, that, that you'd use for your RSS feed anywhere else. So it looks nice. like, just just looking at the web address, so it's outofofficebook.com forward slash feed, and and that's it. Uh, so that's the only address that you need, and uh, I, th- I think we just found a widget that was just subscribe. So if you search the WordPress plugins for the word subscribe, you'll find a couple of plugins that will do that for you.
1: Yeah. So, so I guess the example I had this morning was with LinkedIn, where effectively you had to go and do the work from within LinkedIn rather than doing the, you know, making the activities from within WordPress.
0: Yes. Um,
1: is that just just LinkedIn that has that requirement or do lots of them have that same sort of policy yeah. rather than push it out?
0: Yep, I understand what you're saying, and I think it does It does depend. It just depends on the platform, and I don't think there's necessarily one right answer or wrong answer. Uh, so LinkedIn, yes, you have to pull it in, because uh, LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn does allow you to link to a, a blog, so it's got a little plug-in to link to a WordPress blog, and it allows you, as I said earlier, to link to your tweets, so that my, my tweets are basically my blog posts, so LinkedIn pulls it in, whereas, as I mentioned earlier, um with Facebook and Twitter I push it out. So I don't think there's necessarily one uh, there's one rule for all, Jenny, but all you have to do is you have to just suit once. And once it's done, it's right. done forever. Right. Um so if people are interested, I'll show you I'll show you what I mean by this. Um and again this only this will make sense to the people who are watching. Uh, watching the webinar, so my blog at the moment today's uh, today's post or yesterday's post was about how to get more responses to a survey, and because I've set it up with um, with LinkedIn, if I switch over to my LinkedIn profile page, that automatically is posting my latest blog post, and you can see here if you're seeing this that that how to go get more responses to survey is appearing on my profile page. So this is my if people go to my LinkedIn profile, there it is and these are the most recent blog posts. Similarly, in Thought Leader Central, let's see if, that, if I'm telling the truth, it should be the same here, that I've got my blog, my latest blog posts appear on my profile page of Thought Leader Central, and that all happens automatically because i put the RSS feed in there. Excellent. Does, does anyone else have anything to add to that, especially if you are using WordPress, because the way I've done it is not necessarily using any of the fancy features of WordPress WordPress is a very powerful uh, blogging platform and it allows you to do lots and lots of stuff it's got some great plugins most a lot of which I'm not using I'm using other techniques as well uh, if anyone else does want to, please raise your hand or type a question in, or type something in the comments box in the question box sorry Okay, so I don't see anything at the moment. Oh, hold on. Yes, I do. Oh, Jenny says, next question is around Google+. Plus. Great, so we'll get to that, Jenny. Um, anyone else who'd like to join in this idea of... And it's really like the idea of get it, like publishing once and then having it appear in multiple places. So it's about syndication that Jenny's mm-hmm. really talking about. Um, in fact, I can just notice something here on my screen at the moment, that on the left-hand side, I've got this little widget which shows my my latest tweets in on my um, on anyway actually this happens to be on my authority central page but it can be on your web on your website or your blog you can insert a widget that shows your latest tweets or your latest blog posts or a whole bunch of things like that your latest YouTube videos and this uses a tool called Widgetbox, so widgetboxcom uh, is a free service or you can pay to get to remove these little bits, bits of advertising, which is just a link back to Widgetbox, um, and that allows you to put post widgets uh, all over the place, on any web page, really, which includes um, possibly even your Facebook page. I'm not sure about that, but certainly a web page, blog, uh, online communities that you're a member of, you can have these appearing automatically. Jenny, any last... Oh, okay, I was going to ask you whether any last things about that, but yeah, Widgetbox is fantastic. It has all these all these fancy widgets in there, and uh, it's one of the best tools for, for adding a, a little bit of interactivity to a static page.
1: So have you used Widgetbox for things other than Twitter?
0: Uh, yes, so I, I've used it for my blog. So I, I used to have on my website, on the right-hand side, my most recent blog posts were on there. I've taken that down now because the right-hand side was getting a bit cluttered, but yes, I've used it for, for showing my latest blog posts as well. Um, yeah, it, well
1: that looks
0: good. It does other widgets as well. So if you want to run a poll, there's a there's a poll widget. If you want to do surveys, there's a survey widget. The, if you want to show a photo gallery, there's a photo gallery widget. You just give it a list of photos and it'll it'll just show them. It'll just cycle through them in a photo gallery. So just check out Widgetbox I know it's not really about social media, but it is about getting your social media out into into other places on the internet. Yeah. Well
1: uh, looks good. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Anyone else want to add add anything to that or ask any questions, please feel free to raise your hand. John, I can see you've got your hand raised, so I'll bring you into the conversation as well.
2: Yep. Good morning, Guillaume. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you just fine, John.
2: Yep, Guillaume, I use um, Hootsuite for making posts to various places like LinkedIn and Twitter and so on, and that works very well. The only thing I'd say about that is you need to be careful because... Um, I was posting from Hootsuite to LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook, and because my Twitter was set up to to post to LinkedIn as well, it was duplicating. So Hootsuite was sending a post to LinkedIn, but then Twitter was sending a post to LinkedIn as well. So it was, uh, clean, yes. was coming up twice, you know what I mean?
0: Yes, yes, absolutely, and that is one of the things you've got to be careful of.
2: But a friend told me that was happening, I was able to to fix it up but you just need to be careful of linking too many things
0: yeah exactly and actually that's one of the uh, traps for the unwary if you're using that if you're using what I do to post from Twitter to LinkedIn so LinkedIn automatically uh, shows my tweets if you're using Twitter to do just random conversations with people, which is how some people, especially the people who are heavy use of Twitter, they use Twitter for back and forth conversations. If you're doing that, you probably don't want to post that to your LinkedIn status updates because then your LinkedIn people will get upset with you. So LinkedIn actually has, has they've thought about that and they give you two options. They can You can either post all your tweets to LinkedIn or, only the posts that have the hashtag IN in there. So LinkedIn does give you that option, but as you say, John, you also got to be careful about duplicates, because if you're posting from Hootsuite as well. Uh, so what what did you end up using, John? Did you end up using the Hootsuite post, or the, the feed, or the LinkedIn feed, uh, sorry, the Twitter feed?
2: Yeah, I tend not to use Hootsuite for doing posts so much. I use Twitter. Um, and just use Hootsuite for monitoring the the different uh, social media. It's a convenient way of monitoring a number of different things at the same time.
0: Okay, so you're mostly using Hootsuite for reading rather than for publishing.
2: Correct, yeah.
0: Yep, okay, and I'm exactly the other way around. So I use use Hootsuite for automating my posts, so I set up, at the start of the week, I set up a (coughs) number of Posts one per day, one per one tweet per day, and uh, just automate them. So these are, and they're mostly, in fact, let me show you what what I do. They're mostly examples of, of well articles that I found, blog posts that I found, things that I want to share, interesting things that I want to share with people, and I've set them up so these are pending tweets ready to go out today, tomorrow, Friday, and so on, um, and just one a day it goes out to Twitter and to my Facebook page. Whereas what John's saying is he's, he's using it, there are other columns you can set up here to to read um, various various tweets and various posts. Is that right, John? Have I got that correct?
2: Yes, that's right. It's a, a good way to be able to watch what's happening on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and be able to switch between them. Yep. Um, so, it's, yeah, I'll use it for that.
0: Yes, it's like a, a single dashboard that gives you access to all those services.
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, great. In fact, um, that's a good idea and I should start doing that because I use TweetDeck to see what's coming through in Twitter but that only shows me Twitter, it doesn't show me the others. Mm. Anyone else want to uh, add to this conversation? Because I know we've gone slightly off track from Jenny's original question but people might have something that they want to say about this about either reading or contributing using a tool like Hootsuite or TweetDeck or anything like that.
1: It's Jenny again here. I guess one of the other things I've been pondering on is is how to make it easier for what what things do I need to be doing to make it easier for people who find my thoughts to then forward them on to other people. So um, what do I need to be doing for them to make it easy for them to share my thoughts?
0: Yep, okay, great. So, uh, does anyone have any comments about that? The way I do it is I use on my blog um, the Add This plugin, Jenny, which you can just see here, um, which automatically adds a little, um, like, plus one, post to Facebook, post to Twitter, um, blog this to every blog post. And WordPress has those sort of plugins as well. Is that what you're using, Jenny, at the moment?
1: Yeah, are there widgets that you just go and get and then stick them on the page? Yeah,
0: much? that's right. And with WordPress, because WordPress is such a powerful blogging platform, um, somebody has created I think the WordPress one's called subscribe this, subscribe to or something like that. And uh, if I could find one I'll show it to you Jenny. But yeah, basically there's 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 a plugin. Uh i actually even search for the add this plugin because I'm pretty sure there's a WordPress version of it. Um, and that that will give you the the this little automatic thing at the bottom of each blog post.
1: Right.
0: Uh, can is you that that,
1: sorry, can you, can you explain that again? Sorry, I was trying to stop my phone. <laughs> yes,
0: no, no problem. <laughs> uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it's AddThis.com. So let's have a look. Let's do this right. live while we're while we're working away. So let's see what AddThis.com has. Um, let's see if it has a WordPress plugin. But basically. AddThis.com is a free little widget that you add to your website, to your blog posts, and it will give you the option to add... Let me just pause it for a moment. It will make it very easy to add add these little buttons at the bottom of each of your um, blog posts. So, yeah, so here's the AddThis page. And, yeah, it's very, very simple. and, And it says here, Blogger, WordPress, and more. So you can add little, and it looks like I just choose one of these, let's say I put the medium-sized one, and say get the code, and it'll just give me some code that I can then paste in uh, to, to somewhere, and I guess it'll vary depending on whether you're using Blogger or WordPress. Um, and that's it, Jenny, it's just addthis.com.
1: I think I saw one of those the other day and got frightened at the idea that I was sticking code somewhere
0: yeah at yeah, this' Co- add this is a well-known one so I wouldn't worry about that but I think it's right to be frightened in general uh, or to be wary <coughs> it's just which, whichever one whichever one you choose to use but add this is really well known and uh, that it's very simple to use as well
1: so, so does add this give you options of things other than Facebook Twitter email LinkedIn and Google+
0: Plus? yeah I'm pretty sure it does so it gives you a whole bunch of Different things that you can choose, and uh, you choose which ones you want. Right. Um, well, I
1: noticed Jeff Mac- Jeff McDonald got the lo- had got the longest list of these I've seen on something I was looking at on his this morning.
0: Um, yep. Uh, I don't like. I like to do. Uh, I like to do not too many, so I choose the ones that I think most most of my market are going to have access to so I don't like right. to do too many but you know it's up to it's up to you which ones you do choose to use
1: but the the decisions really around what what mechanisms are my market most likely to be using so that I provide the thing that's most easy for them
0: yeah exactly I exactly think. so for example the add this one looks like it has uh, by default is giving me the option of using stumble upon and i would probably go, I don't really think most of my market are using StumbleUpon very much, so I might, if I'm worried about having too many of those icons, I'll leave that one out.
1: Right.
0: Um, Jenny, I do want to get to your question about Google+, Plus as well, but Chris has asked a a follow-up question about Hootsuite, and Chris says, is Hootsuite what you recommend for the kind of software that manages tweets, blogs, and so on? Um, So let me just put that in context, so... The way that John's using it is John's using it for for reading, so having a dashboard of being able to get access to to read what he's got on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm using it to publish, to schedule uh, tweets and posts in advance. Uh, that's really the way I'm using it. So if anyone wants to share other ways that they're using it, more than happy to. I think Jenny, you started looking at Hootsuite, didn't you? I don't know whether you whether you've decided to go down that path and continue using that or whether you're using something different now.
1: Um, I'm just trying to remember. I think I've been looking at Hootsuite and one of the others. The other right. Similar services. I just can't, I'm getting all the names muddled
0: up. And <laughs> uh, does anyone else want to share what they're doing in terms of Hootsuite or any of those other dashboard type tools? John, I've still got your mic open if you want to jump in, but uh, everyone, anyone else, just raise your hand and I'll bring you into the oh, conversation.
2: Okay. I'll say a, a quick word. I, I read something on website i don't know how true was about facebook not liking um posts that came from hootsuite and that they would sort of rank them down in terms of the amount of airtime and that that they got because they want people on the facebook site because of the advertising And when people are using third-party programs like hootsuite they're not actually on facebook you know what i mean
0: yeah and I, I don't think know that's if
2: there's a... any truth in that
0: i think that is exactly right like i a resident social media expert Sam Maxwell is actually not resident today because he sent me. Uh, he said he's at a meeting, which is a bit of a, uh, which is unfortunate. But I'm, I'm sure he said this in the past that Facebook gives it, It's not necessarily that they don't like it, John. So they won't penalise you for it, but they'll give you a lower ranking than if you go into the site and make a, a manual update, because yeah. uh, it knows where those where those things are coming from. So whether they're coming from, TweetDeck or HootSuite or any third-party service gets a lower ranking, which means it's less likely to appear. on other people's updates. If other people have got a lot of updates, the highest rank ones appear first and the Hootsuite ones will appear lower. So that is correct. Uh, So that's, you know, as as I said, um, as you said correctly, like if you, the more you interact on the platforms themselves manually, the better, the better for you and uh, the the higher those platforms give you a ranking as well. Yeah, you're right, yeah. They, don't, they don't like all the automated stuff, which is why I think Google Plus doesn't allow it. So Google Plus doesn't allow you to post automatically. Um, you have to go in there and do it manually. There are a couple of little browser extensions that will allow you to, when you go to an article, uh, just one-click post to Google Plus, but that's still like all, all that does. is saves you a couple of seconds in pasting the, copying and pasting the link. You still have to do it at that time. You can't automate it. You can't schedule them in advance. Um, so Chris has actually asked to has raise, raised their hand. So let me just turn your microphone on, Chris. I think you asked to clarify the question around hootsuite. So Jenny, John, and now Chris. Hello, Chris. Hi, Dean. Uh, thanks for that. Hi, hey Dean. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. It's a, there's a little bit of static on the line, but we'll see how we go. But the question
3: was just around, um, at the moment what I do is I go to a blog and I, one of my blogs, my WordPress blogs, I pop it into there and then I copy and paste it into, i like, a couple of different sites if it's the same kind of blog, and then I would manually send out a tweet, which as you can see is pretty um, labour intensive. I'm actually wondering about using something like Hootsuite and would it actually publish to my WordPress blogs as well if I just use it one spot, or can you just choose which blogs? Post to, and uh, does it go onto
0: LinkedIn and Facebook after that as well? Yeah, okay, so uh, so Chris's question was about, um, yeah, so it sounds like you're actually publishing, so what we've talked about so far is publishing your content to one place first, and then all the other places that you link out to, whether you're using Twitter feed or whether you're using LinkedIn, what, all they do is they publish a link back to that original blog post, but you're actually asking about publishing to multiple blogs automatically, aren't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Does anyone else have any experience with that? I I haven't done that, so I don't really have anything to add, but if anyone else has, uh, please type a question or uh, type a note in the question box or raise your hand and I'll bring you to the conversation. It It would astonish me, Chris, if WordPress doesn't have a, if someone hasn't written a plugin for exactly that purpose. Mm. Uh, but I'm not aware of it let's just see if anyone else is ok so I don't see any hands raised but what, so I, would, what I would do Chris is I would go to uh, Google and just search for something like WordPress published to multiple blogs and see what comes up
3: okay. and Dan would you use um, would, do you publish to your blog first and then Hootsuite automates it everywhere
0: else or do you publish into Hootsuite and that sends it to your blog Yes, so the first way, so I publish to the blog, and I don't use Hootsuite, I use that Twitter feed, which I I haven't shown, but twitterfeed.com is what automatically publishes, the, and what it publishes is just a link to the blog post, it publishes the subject and the the blog title and a link to the post, so it has to be published to the blog first. Um, What I use Hootsuite for is for publishing links to other articles that I've seen, interesting articles that I want to share with my networks, so that's not my own content. Uh, so my own content, uh, I publish through Twitter feed, and other people's content, other articles that I like, I publish those links through through Hootsuite. So sorry if that's a bit confusing, <laughs> but that's the way that that's the way that I manage it. Okay, that makes sense. That's useful. Great. Thanks, Chris. Anyone else want to, while we're still on this topic of broadcasting your your content out to different places, more than happy to take further questions around that.
1: i Hi, Jenny again here. I've got a question about um, broadcast using SlideShare, but I don't know if that's the same topic or a different topic.
0: Let's make it the same topic, Jenny. It sounds, Let's make it this topic around broadcasting. So go ahead.
1: Okay. So, so I've been looking at SlideShare, but SlideShare plus audio. Mm-hmm. I haven't quite worked out how you do it, but I just wondered before I learned how to do it whether there was a better some mechanism out there for effectively taking um... keynote powerpoint slides and automating them with sound as well to then publish them
0: Yeah, so you're basically publishing like a whole presentation recording, aren't you, so visuals and audio
1: yes, And and interesting that sort of the the videos that seem to be out there explaining how to do it are sort of three, four years old which is a bit surprising
0: so, um, yeah, how to do it on SlideShare, do you mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, what to do exactly to
0: yep. Yep. make
1: uh, the audio and the slides link.
0: Yeah, I, so I do that, and uh, I've been doing the same thing for three or four years, so that's probably because slides, SlideShare hasn't changed its mechanism of linking the audio to the slides, so I wouldn't worry about the fact that it's three or four years old, because yep. um, unless it's out of, unless it's using some old version that is out of date, but I don't think it is. Um, so okay. I, think, I think you should be okay with that, let me just ask other people as well um, John and Chris your mics are still open, if you're worried about background noise you can just mute yourself for the moment if you don't yeah. want to participate
3: yeah.
0: um, actually Chris I might just turn yours off because I think that static is coming from there so if you want to join in just raise your hand again that's fine uh, anyone else want to talk about using SlideShare and are you using SlideShare? SlideShare, for those who don't know, is think of it as like YouTube for PowerPoint. That's basically what it is. So putting presentations out on a website, which is public, and other people can see it and find it, just like putting videos on YouTube. It's nowhere near as big as YouTube, but if you're a a guru, e-guru, then it's a great way to get your content out there. Anyone else using it and want to share their experiences with it? Uh, Chris says, I have a presence there, but rarely use it.
2: Yeah, it's something that I'm certainly going to look into from your webinar series. It was something that I put down to to check out, Gian. So I think it's very powerful. Definitely something I'll use in the future.
0: Great. And, John, if you look, because you're an eGurus member, if you look in the eGurus vault, I do have a a video tutorial on how to do that, how to set up slide, how to exactly what Jenny's talking about which I'll summarize oh. well I'll, I'll summarize it here Jenny uh, yeah. let me just see Chris has got his hand raised again so let me just open that mic as well Let's bring him in
3: hi uh, look, I did have a question about whether um, there is much value in it but whether a lot of people use it uh, so I popped something up I've never sort of got any um, hits or Inquiries from it. But I also did find somebody had put one of my presentations up there, and it took a lot of work to get them to remove it, because it so the other
0: person published it as their own, which is pretty funny. Uh, yeah. It to take it off. H- how did they get hold of it, Chris? How did they get the original source file? Uh, I must
3: have, I'm not sure, I, I think I might have had something on my website, or maybe there was something I sent someone at a presentation that got passed on to someone else, and then it was up there as a, as a piece of work.
0: Yeah, and that is that is one of the downsides of any of this sort of stuff. When you put stuff out there on the internet, people can use it. So, for example, if you're on a presentation and you send people a copy of the slides, even if you send them just a PDF, uh, they can upload that to Slideshare or do whatever they like with it. So that is a, that is a risk. Um, yeah, anyone else want to comment about how they're using Slideshare, whether they're using Slideshare, whether they're getting value from it? Chris, I'll just turn your mic off because I'm pretty sure that's where the that's where the statics coming from. But please raise your hand again if you want to to join in again.
1: One of the things I've been looking at behind yesterday was um, how to make the experience as you know. If you were doing a slide share just with slides, um, I'm not particularly um, excited looking at some of the examples which are just slides. They've got no contextual. Words or any of the explanation around them, and I wonder if is there anything out there giving the the indicators as to how to make sure that you capture that same experience that people would have had if they'd been listening to you talking at the same time they were seeing your slides.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree, Jenny. That uh, most, that most, the, the way that most people have done slideshare. Uh, presentation in slide share is that they've given f they've given us some sort of live presentation and they've just uploaded the slides, which is completely useless because the slides are visual aid to the live presentation. They don't make sense unless you were at the presentation. So it's useless for people yeah. who weren't there. It's useful for the people who were there and just want a copy of the slides. Um, so I I think you've got two choices. If you if you want to make your slide share presentation standalone, you've either got to add more slides so that everything makes sense without any audio or you add the audio to them so I, I really think those are, the only, those are the two things that you could do and I've, I've actually done both so I use SlideShare so let me see if I can show you what the, the way that I use it uh, one nice thing about SlideShare is it allows you to have private slide presentations as well so it's not available with the free version you have to upgrade to the, the pro version which is $20 a month but the pro version does allow you to have private slideshows as well, Uh, and I use that from time to time, Uh, so some are public, some are private, so private just means that they don't appear publicly on the slideshow website, but I can still take them and embed them in in wherever I like, and the reason I make them private is generally the private ones I embed inside my um, membership site, that's really the way I use it. So, uh, for example, there's a public one here that when I published my book, Fast, Flat, and Free, I did a like a 23-slide slideshow and without any audio attached to it. So this one had to be something that people could watch without having any other context. So it had enough in there that people could kind of get. So I had lots and lots of words on it, but still kind of in an attractive way. But I had, the, uh, I had to add more words than I would if I was presenting this live.
1: So, so those animations you've just shown with the bullet points unwrapping, you achieve that by effectively doing three different slides? Yeah, exactly. Is that how it works? Yep. Yeah, so you're not showing animation, you're actually just doing three slides with...
0: That, that's you know, right. So we're doing. now up to yep. slide six, even though you've really only seen three slides. But, but yeah, right. uh, SlideShare doesn't preserve animations. There's another site called AuthorStream that does, but SlideShare doesn't, so I just have a number of slides. Um, and it just goes through, and you could you could watch this presentation and get the value from it without having any audio in the background. Uh, in contrast, there's another one here that I just noticed here. So Switch is a book by Chip and Dan Heath. I really love the book, and I, I did a book review for it, and I decided to make this one a slide presentation book review. So this does have an audio track inside it, and uh, so this one's got... I can't remember how many slides there are. It doesn't actually say. There's not a huge amount, but it actually has the audio track behind it as well. And so I record the audio, upload the slides, and then there's a way of synchronising the audio to the to the slides. Um, is, is that is that example
1: one we can access through SlideShare?
0: Yeah. So this is so this is the if you go to the Gihan Pereira, if you search for Gihan Pereira on SlideShare, you'll find both of those were public were public presentations, and um, yeah. so you can definitely get access to them. You can see some examples of how I'm using it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it? quite interesting, because if, if you've got a mechanism like SlideShare, which lots of people are using badly, if you take the time to do it well, then it's a nice opportunity to actually get some prominence just by using it properly and making it more useful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I found um, I've had a couple of my SlideShare presentations featured on the homepage of SlideShare as like presentation of the day. Jeff McDonald recently had one of his featured as presentation of the day. So, and it was good. It's a, it's a good presentation, but just shows that um, if you do high-quality stuff, uh, SlideShare is still small enough that it can be featured as the, the as a, as a well it's, it's recognized by by the slideshare people and also I noticed that when I first when I first put mine as um, presentation of the day they wrote to me saying hey by the way do you know that yours is presentation of the day and they also said from now on we'll keep an eye on any new presentations that you load uh, so that they, they kind of look at you and say okay well you're a high quality user we might just keep an eye on your stuff and of course they get thousands per day but they probably have some sort of filter to look at the ones that they really like so yeah, I think it's a really that's a really good point, Jenny. A- anyone well, else? To... Sorry, mm-hmm. go on Jenny. I
1: should say that's a great opportunity.
0: Yeah, I think I think it is. And I, I think as you said, not many people are using it. Uh, to come back to your question about about the adding the audio, Jenny, there is a the slide share, this is I'm logged in at the moment, slideshare, so this should give me the option to add audio. So this is one that doesn't have audio attached to it. So there should be an option here that, when I say edit, I'll be able to add an audio track. So the trick is, you just have to record the audio beforehand, and then you upload it. uh, You tell Slideshare where the audio is, and then it just takes you through the audio with the slides above it. And you just say, "Yep, this is where this slide starts," and then you keep playing. And then when you get to the next start, the next slide, you say, "This is slide two. This is slide three, so it's fairly straightforward, it's a simple thing to do, it's slightly tedious, but it's very simple to synchronise them. Awesome. Just one other thing I'll add add about SlideShare, uh, and again I'll invite other people to comment as well. The downside of SlideShare, or actually there's pros and cons. So the other way of doing this, Jenny, is just to do it as a webinar. So I could run a webinar with nobody in the audience, so I don't have to invite people, and just run a webinar, show my PowerPoint, speak like I am now with my headset uh, start the recording and at the end of it I've got a video file which has got exactly the, the slides plus, plus my audio track in the background the The advantage of that is that it's a single video file, so it is just one file which is just like any other video I can upload it to YouTube, I can put it on my website, I can put it to any other sort of video sharing service, uh, the disadvantage is that I can't, I can't load that to SlideShare, the advantage of SlideShare is that when you upload something there, especially if you make it public, it is another place where people can find your content it gets indexed by Google, it gets um, searched by SlideShare users so it is available on SlideShare so if you're doing public, you might even choose to do it both ways so record the webinar version and also maybe upload the slides to SlideShare so that you've got the the video file which you can put on video sharing sites, and you've got the slide presentation which you can put to SlideShare because you can't download the 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 presentation from SlideShare. You can download the original PowerPoint slides or Keynote slides or PDF, but you can't download the presentation with the audio embedded in there as a as like a single video. Uh, any other comments about SlideShare before we continue? Okay. Thanks, Jenny. Uh, I'll move on to. Actually, let me just quickly check the questions box, and I think that's that was it in there. Um, Jenny, you had a question about Google+. So, I've still got your microphone open. I'll keep you in the conversation. I'll turn everybody else's mics off for the moment. But Jenny, do you want to go ahead with your Google+, question?
1: I, uh, I'm trying really hard to get into Google+, before everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I'm ahead instead of behind, for once. Um, but a lot of it's still a bit mysterious. So, for example, every time I see the one plus symbol, I'm clicking it randomly, expecting it to change to plus two, and it never does. And I'm not quite sure what's happening when I click it. So I thought you I should find out what I'm doing.
0: Uh, let, um, me, let me answer that one quickly because I do know the answer <laughs> to that. So plus what, the plus one button is just like the Facebook like, like button. Right. So when you click plus one, all you're saying is, I like this post or I like this, so I want to add this to my list of things that I've, that I've marked as liked. Um, so it's, if you, if you right. see it randomly, are you talking about randomly within Google+, Plus or randomly on web pages?
1: A uh, uh, bit of both. A bit of both. But I think mainly in the, the Google+, Plus feeds I've been looking at.
0: Yep. So if oh, you see okay. something that you like, just like in Facebook, when you want to click the like, when you click the like link, it's exactly like that. All you're saying is, yeah, this is something that I that I like. Right. Uh,
1: that answers that question?
0: Thank you.
1: Um, my next one is so when I was in Google Plus this morning looking at the feed, it was giving me suggestions of names who might like to join a circle and then letting me choose which circles to invite them to. What I hadn't realized until somebody told me later on this morning um, was that effectively people who don't know anything about Google Plus are just getting effectively a random email from me saying you want to join Google Plus. I think I had made some assumption that they were people who were already registered somewhere whereas it wasn't. So I guess my thought was how do you make sure that we manage send those invitations in the right way to the right people because the the reaction wasn't um adverse but it's the reaction was what is google plus <laughs> and what is it and i'm not seeing great explanations from google as to what it is and how it works
0: yeah anyone else want to want to share their experiences with that like adding people to circles and whether other people who the people you're adding are how they're responding to you. um I've had occasionally people asking me exactly the same thing, Jenny, like what's Google+ and did you really send me this invitation? Uh, it's to me it's exactly the same as what was happening ten maybe twelve years ago when I first started getting into LinkedIn and I would invite people to LinkedIn. people I knew. From my address book, and I get at the time I was getting quite a lot of people responding to me saying, "Hey, is this really you, or is this some sort of scam?" Uh, and I think the same things happened with Google+. There's fewer people are asking about whether it's a scam, but there's certainly people asking, "You know, what is this? Should I join?" Um, so yeah, and I've had to field a few of those emails uh, myself just by responding and going, "Yep, this is what I reckon it is." Oh, sorry, this is what I, this is what it is, and this is why I reckon it's worth you joining. So that's yeah, been my experience. Perfect.
1: Right, so is there any way we can personalise the way that invitation is sent so that effectively they don't get a standard invite, but they get the invite with my explanation of what it is and why it's good for them to join?
0: Mm-hmm. Does anyone know the answer to that? I don't know the answer, but I'm just wondering if anyone else has got experience with that. So I don't think yet, Jenny, I don't think in our group we've got the explanation here for that, the answer.
1: So so looking at it this morning, it made me think that maybe I need to look at the suggestions, think whether the, the sort of people who might like it, write the name down, and then go to the email and send them a proper invite with my explanation of what it is and how it
0: works. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's it's quite a while now since I've used that little like click the people who are suggested to me. I've in the past I've always done it through through actually inviting people by sending them an invitation, uh, rather than just clicking on the suggestion. So yeah, I think that's a good way of doing it, Jenny. Yeah. Um, uh, when Google Plus first started, the suggestions were. Um, they weren't very useful, so they would pick some of the most popular users on Google+, so some of the people who were the early adopters and the people who had lots of followers, but that's not necessarily who you want to follow and who you want in your circles. The people you want in your circles, I think, are the people that you actually know. So Google has promised to make those suggestions more relevant, and I wish that they're saying the suggestions, this is, you know, like Jenny Vickers, Auckland. And that gives me an idea of where the person is and whether it's the same Jenny Vickers that I had in mind. So that sort of thing I'd like Google Plus to, to add when they make the suggestions, rather than saying, connect with Richard Branson. This seems to be coming up on my suggestions box a lot. Um, I don't want to connect with Richard Branson because I'm guessing that his posts are not published by him and I'm not necessarily sure that I want to follow what he has to say. Uh, I'd, prob- I'd rather just follow his blog but there may be other people that i want in my circles that I actually do have a connection to and that are really that, that I have a real connection to that i do want to connect to on google plus so,
1: so it almost needs to be a sort of a, a focused session on looking at who we're connected to and who we want to send a proper invite to
0: That's yes not a
1: five minutes is it
0: yeah that's right, and in fact I'd like, uh, so LinkedIn does this really well, so LinkedIn when it says you might consider connecting with these people, they're usually pretty relevant people, uh, and I used to think oh, how does LinkedIn know that I that I might know these people, and of course it knows because the people I'm connected to, a lot of them are connected to the same person, so Jenny for example you, that if I wasn't connected to you on LinkedIn, LinkedIn would probably suggest you because you're, you're connected to a lot of the other people that I'm connected to through thought leaders and through speaking associations and so on. Uh, so it would recommend you. And I want Google Plus to do the same thing.
1: Yeah. I, uh, just as a marginal aside, I, I did the LinkedIn Mac the other day, having seen a post by Craig Rispin. Yep. The LinkedIn Mac is amazing, where it takes all your LinkedIn connections and effectively groups them together by colour. So you can see if you've got effectively a preponderance of connections who are not in the market that actually think you're in.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. I haven't done the LinkedIn map, but that sounds interesting. I will do that. I think I'll, I'll jump on that when this webinar's complete. Anyone else want yeah, to I comment think it on was
1: that? On the LinkedIn page and had a little tag to jump straight in, and it just went in, worked out who everybody is, connected them all together, and produced a map that was colour.
0: Yeah. Great. Fantastic. In fact, John has a follow-up, uh, has a question about LinkedIn and uh, the paid LinkedIn versus the free version. In fact, I'm seeing quite a few people now who are on the premium version of LinkedIn, which I'm not, so I'm also curious to know um, anything about people who are using the the paid version of LinkedIn. Are you Jenny or you are you still on the free version of LinkedIn?
1: No, actually I'm still on the free version, but I asked. Um, a social media person from Auckland that same question a couple of days ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and they said that for them the greatest benefit is when you get the little note up saying how many people have looked at your profile in the last seven days it tells you who they are right. so that you can choose to establish a relationship with them or not and, and then it comes down to a thing about whether you're whether people will be offended that effectively you're spying on them looking at you, or whether people will be impressed um, that you've actually taken the time. What's if they found you, the fact that you've taken the time to establish a relationship with them. So it's a sort of a double-edged sword, um, but that was the main reason that they
0: use it. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know about that, but that does sound like it's something that might be worth doing. John, did you have anything specific that you want to ask about the, those two paid or Uh, free versions, or did you have anything that you want to contribute uh, and share with the rest of the group? Uh, I've got your mic off, John, at the moment, so if you want to speak out loud, just raise your hand, I'll turn your mic on, or you can just type in the question box.
3: Okay.
2: I I guess it was just a general question. I've had a couple of uh, emails offering a free month's trial of the uh, paid version, and to date, I've never <laughs> taken that up. Uh, I will next time, or if I can find it, I will do it. Um, but I'm just curious. I see now more and more people have the little symbol to say they're on the uh, premium version or the platinum version, whatever they call it. So I just wondered what what was in it, what what you get differently.
0: Yeah, me too. I think it sounds it sounds interesting, and if I get that email, I'll, I'll certainly take up the free mu- the the month trial as well.
1: Just on that same point, I think the recruitment consultant people are using the premium product, which I think was targeted to them originally because it gives them a much... If you're searching for somebody, you get a whole bunch of extra options around search. Hmm. So rather than just putting a name in, I think you'd be able to start searching on, you know, leadership executive, chief executive, blah, blah so that they can start trawling around seeing who's out there.
0: Yeah, which is also useful for the rest of us, isn't it? Because we can also be doing the same sort of things when we're looking for prospects or people that we want to connect with as peers. You can also do the same thing.
1: Yes, and it also had the effect of making me change some of my descriptions of who I am to match more of the things that people might put into a search that would then bring me up.
0: Yeah, great. Uh, Uh, Yeah, and one other thing I seem to recall that LinkedIn used to provide to to the paid users was that you can connect with anybody, even those who, because with some people they say you can only connect if you know their email address or if you're in a group with them or you're part of the same, um, it's a LinkedIn group or you've worked at the same company. And I seem to recall that the paid version allowed you to connect with anybody. Um, so you could bypass all that and, and connect with them. Of course, they still have to accept your connection, but at least you could you could initiate that contact. Hmm. That, that may not be true anymore, but I'm, I'm not sure, but it certainly used to be the case.
1: Actually, on a related question then, that's all right. Yep. Um, I have had, sort of like I've sat down one day and I've done lots of things to my LinkedIn profile, um, and I've gone and connected with more people and I've done this app and all the rest of it. And the problem is um, anyone who's connected with me suddenly gets 20 posts all related to me because I've done this, changed this, added this, made a change to this. They're almost sort of like, is there a hoot suite that would effectively dribble those out a bit more um, delicately so I'm not um, effectively bombarding somebody else's stream?
0: Yeah, okay, so again I'll open that up to the group, because I, I I don't know the answer, but I'm going to open it up to the group anyway, just to see what anyone else does. About managing your LinkedIn updates. Again, no no, no specific answers here, Jenny.
1: I'm just, I'm just, and I don't know the answer, but I'm wondering if maybe I need to find a function that says don't update everybody, and sort of have a little closed session, updating things, and then opening it back up again.
0: Yep, I know what you mean. I know what you mean.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, my solution to this sort of question is to go to Google and search for something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that, I, I just search for something like LinkedIn, um, you know, schedule updates or something like that, and see whether somebody else has had the same question. And you might find the answer on the LinkedIn site or somebody else answering the question on their blog or some other forum. Yeah. Uh, okay, folks. So we've come coming up to the end of our time. So thank you, everyone, for for taking part. Uh, to Jenny, John, and Chris, who uh, took part in the conversations. To everybody else as well, for uh, for participating as an observer, as a listener, and for for you for sending in your questions as well. So that is the the last of our social media forums for two thousand and eleven, because the next one would be too close to too close to Christmas. So, as I said, I'll be making the recording available. Let me just do a little bit of an ad for some stuff that's coming up uh, from that I'll be running. There's a couple of webinars coming up soon. There's one tomorrow, which is a free webinar, which is a, it's called Head in the Cloud. So, how to manage personal productivity when you've got access to the internet all the time and how do you stop... All the interruptions and uh, all the distractions from getting in the way of you getting work done. That's free. That's available to you if you go to gihanpray.com. If you're not subscribed already to the to the webinar series, you can you can subscribe there and you'll get the reminders to attend tomorrow. Uh, for eGurus members specifically, I'm running a webinar. The December member webinar is about your membership site. So how to actually build a mem- how to decide what platform to use whether you're using WordPress, Squarespace, Ning those platforms and then how to actually go about building one uh, and you don't have to be the one building it, it maybe advice you give to your to your developer to build it uh, and the day after that is uh, another free webinar which is that's an interesting one it's a 45 minute online strategy build your online strategy for 2012 it's a coaching webinar which I've run <coughs> excuse me for the last couple of years and it's been very popular because what I do is I help you in that 45 minutes dis, uh, to build your online strategy so uh, I ask a bunch of coaching questions, and a lot of the webinar is me shutting up and letting you write down your answers to them. So I'll lead I'll lead the strategy by asking you questions, but a lot of the time will be available for you to for you to actually write down your answers, so that at the end of that 45 minutes, you'll have a set of um, action uh, you would have an action plan and a set of actions that you can take away for two thousand and twelve. And then there's a break, and then back in January we come back with uh, again that free webinar series that I run every couple of weeks. So, to those who are not eGurus members, if you're interested in the eGurus community, uh, join up at eGurus.info. There's a lot. There's a lot of resources there, including lots of webinar recordings, phone consulting with me, one-on-one consulting. There are special interest groups in there. We're publishing ebooks and e e-book together, which is coming out later this month. There's a lot of other stuff there as well. Um, but whether you're a member or not, I'll have the recording of today's uh, social media forum available on my blog. So thanks, everyone, for taking part. Uh, and if I don't speak to you in any of the other webinar forums, I don't see you face-to-face, have a great uh, Christmas and New Year, and have a safe and happy holiday. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now.